Welcome to Sea Time, everybody, the off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Seat Time, everybody. So, uh, episode 114, this fine Tuesday evening in Texas. Um, I, it, it's interesting because we actually get to say that we don't have some of the craziest uh, weather going on in the country right now. It sounds like the south and uh, the southeast have all kinds of snow. It's super, super cold. Um, and the polar vortex, or whatever they're calling it, the Arctic blast has made its way way more east and way more south than us here in Texas. So, uh Congratulations to y'all. You guys get some of the suck, and uh, we just get cold weather opposed to all the nasty. So uh, I'm okay with that. I hope you guys are. Um, but yeah, it's been interesting. So this past weekend, I got a chance to go play ride at the um, what was it? The Redneck Roundup property that's coming up for Toro in two weeks. Fantastic. Uh, there's a quick little teaser footage of that on my Insta- or on the Seat Time Instagram account. You can go to Instagram and search for Seat Time. And it's on there. Uh, definitely very cool. Um, we're going to be announcing uh, our first pint full of awesome winners. So thank you very much. We've got quite a few uh, awesome tags uh, using the hashtag pint full of awesome. Uh, we're going to be announcing that a little bit later in the show. Um, and yeah, just thanks for everybody for doing that. It's fantastic. Lots of cool stuff going on there. Of course, this is Seat Time, the online show for the off-road enthusiast. If you like doing anything that has to do with a dirt bike that's probably more woods-based and you might like enjoying a beer after the fact and then talking about how awesome you were, this is definitely the place for you to be. We appreciate you being with us here live this Tuesday evening. If you're not with us live, uh, you can always uh, find this archived on the site. We do uh, upload everything to YouTube. And then, of course, if you just want to listen to the audio version, you can catch it as a podcast on Stitcher and iTunes. Through that, you just need to search for Seat Time, two words, make it super easy for you. This show would not be coming to you as smoothly, quote-unquote, as it does every Tuesday night without the fine help of some of our fantastic sponsors. Uh, This evening's show, as always, brought to you by Fly Racing and our good friends over at Fast Company. Really, really appreciate them for their support. Um, Let's see. Um, remember, you can get Seat Time paraphernalia if you'd like to support Seat Time uh, and, and help us pay some of the technology bills that goes along with us doing this, uh, seattime.bigcartel.com to bring that. So we have quite the star-studded show this evening. We're going to be bringing guys like Ryan Sipes to you, who's live right now on uh, Skype, and then we're going to have Shane Watts a little bit later, and then Ivan Ramirez. So uh, if everything goes smoothly, unlike it did for the very first five minutes, it could be one heck of a crazy show, and I think we're going to have a good time talking to all these guys. So, as I mentioned, Ryan Symes is live with us right now. I have to ask, how is your evening going, kind sir? It's good, man. Uh, doing a little bike work in the basement. Um, it's too cold outside. I don't have heat in my garage, so I had to pull <laughs> everything in the basement, but uh, it's good. I watched the bike today outside. It's about, about 12 degrees, and before I could get the soap off it, it froze, but... Uh, we got her inside and filed out, so it's all good. Nice. Now, me, as I was saying, in Texas, the weather gets crazy all over the place. Typically, when we have our Toro Winter Series, we get a little bit more rain, so it's a tad bit muddier, and it's always cold. So say like right now for ourselves, it's like 20 degrees outside. Now, if I had had a muddy race and I'm out there cleaning my bike, it sucks. Like I, I'm, tr- I'm out there as quick as I can. Um, do you have any like tips or tricks that you use when it's super cold outside to wash your bike, or is it just kind of like... Spray it with some water and get back inside quick as you can. 
Wash it inside. I've uh, I got a, <laughs> nice. I got a neighbor that's got a big shop and he's got a floor drain and everything. I try to get the big stuff off, take it inside, and wash it in there. I try not to spray mud all over all. Over. But uh, <laughs> it's that's about the only way you can. Because today I didn't have that. The, the 50 degree garage. I had uh, the 12 degree uh, outside, and it was very fun. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, well, I, I need to find a friend with a very large shop, apparently, and uh, that way I can wash my bike inside, because that sucks when you, like, feel like you have to get waterproofed up and super, super layered just to wash your bike for 10 minutes. It's like, oh, my gosh, it's so horrible. Ugh. But, you know, I, I'm a lowly sucker. I'm like a, I'm a vet rider now in the A class. It's horrible, but it is what it is. I, I try to, I try to make it happen. So, what kind of other stuff have you been up to? Um, we could, we could. I, I do obviously want to touch on a lot of this stuff that's kind of been going on that we've that you kind of talked about when you were on Pit Pass, um, and 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 when some of the stuff that you've talked about, like with Racer Productions and GNCC and stuff like that. But besides just, I guess the normal race things that you've been up to, what kind of what has occupied Ryan Sipes, you know, for the past couple months since you've been retired, or retired uh, from motocross, Supercross, I should say. Yeah. Well, the main thing to figure out how I was going to make money. Uh, but I put a bunch of work trying to put together sponsors and I put together uh, basically a race program on, um, obviously with the help of a lot of sponsors so, to get bought and to get, uh, you know, money and all that. But that's a whole different side of it for me. You know, it all is doing supercross and stuff. I just go to the race. You know, I, I'm able to fly, but. That was it, and uh, now I'm, you know, cover sponsor guy, everything. So that's been keeping me super busy. I'm pretty much nonstop running around doing something, and trying to train and try to ride, you know, as much as I can do. Test bike. It's I can't go out there with a the setup, but I have a totally different. Uh, you know, a lot of different on the bike. So it's a, it's a big change, but it's it's been fun, like kind of an adventure. Yeah, it's my little adventure I'm on. <laughs> right. Well, um, so so speaking to that point about the fact that you've been one of the ones putting together, you know, you've had to put together this program. We do know that you've been getting some really good support from your other, some from some of your sponsors from the MX side of things, you know, with Rockstar and KTM and uh, things like that. Like, what what has been the the hardest challenge for you? I mean, I and I know finding money. Finding money is tough, but. You know, when it comes down to talking to to people that you've never talked to before, like what what have been some of the more the bigger challenges for you that you've had to overcome, um, kind of putting this your your team together? Um, it's not bad, but to be honest, getting a hold of the right guy because you know how the industry is. Guys are cool guys, and you you call them or you email. Them, it's like uh, I just I don't have an answer, so I'm just not gonna. Oh, the answer is no. It's not going to respond. That's the biggest. That's the toughest. Thing, I guess you know because you're calling people you don't know. You don't know you know from the next guy, and you know if that's the boss guy over there, the wig, or you, if that's just a you know a little whatever sales guy, or you know who has the actual say on sponsor and what they give and all that. So it's been uh, kind of fun, kind of frustrating at times, but. Uh, and just trying to call people and and my I guess my um what do you want to call it your uh, proposal um, lingo and your you know how 
across to people like, hey, you know, you could say, like, I'm sure a lot of people do, I've seen it, hey, I read stuff. That don't work, you know, that's not So, like, I got to figure out you know, what I need to say to, because I know that, um, you know, I'm, I'm a good racer, I think I'm going to do good, you know, but it's getting it across to these people that, hey, I, I do think I can race this off-road stuff, and I think I'm going to be, you know, up front, and you should maybe help me out because I'll, I'll promote your product, you know, I'll, I'll um, be good for your company, you know, for you to help me out. So that's yeah. been fun too because I never had to do that kind of stuff. Right. I mean, yeah, because now you're team manager, you're team owner, you're, you're, you might be mechanic, you might, you know, you're, you're taking on all of the the jobs. Um, so that that's got to be tough. I know, like for myself. You know, I just I just talk to people every now and again, and they help me out. But that's what I need, you know, as a as a recreational racer. Um, for someone like yourself, who's who's now trying to make a living on this side, uh, kind of of the fence, if you will, of, of racing dirt bikes, it's obviously got to be a, a bit tough. Do you think that this is some of the stuff that somebody like Chad Reed would have that has gone through when he does, you know, a lot of the the team ownership type stuff that he has, or do you feel maybe because uh, this is a little bit of a smaller program in off-road that it might be, it might not be as equal. No, um, it's different, but in some ways the same. Like he's going after sponsors that are outside the discount tire and Mophi and those kind of, things. those aren't moto companies. You know, but, um, I've been in the industry before they haven't sponsored teams before. He's going out and getting those, um, sponsors when buddy else is, which is it's kind of the same deal. You know, you gotta convince them that hey, you're pretty decent and you, uh, you know, represent them well and show uh, that they have good products. You're gonna kind of be a spokesman for them, and uh, I think it's cool. I don't know how much the actual calling them up and, and hey, have lunch and let me show you what I can do for you that he does. I don't. It may be. Uh, I'd say he does a little. Um, I know they ha- he has a um, an agency that helps him out. Help me out for years. Um, uh, and uh, so, but it's like I said, kind of different. It's kind of the same. Um, and it's we we're both. Um, I'd say lucky to that we have a good name. You know, people. We're not kind of a, the idiot that kind of burns bridges and. People don't see the as a purple guy. I think we both have pretty good names, and that's helped me a lot. I know um, getting sponsors and stuff. It's okay. Hey, for you one time, you know, eight years ago on, and uh, for this, like, dude, we we know who you are. No problem. You know, you were always good, and um, be great to be with you. Yeah. Uh, I think he's, he's the same way. People see him as a person who people relate to who. Um, you know, when he says it's good, people believe it rather than, you know, being that idiot that people are like, whatever, they just respond to whatever, you know. Yeah. There's a, there's a difference. Well, um, for a while there, I think it was probably before, um, you know, the Rock the Rockstar Energy Racing Team announced that they were switching to KTMs. There was uh, some kind of – there was – speculation that you were going to be bringing Suzuki, you know, to back to GNCC racing. Obviously that's not the case. You're going to be on KTMs. Um, and it sounds like a, a little bit of help from the W WMR guys. Um, 
But is was any of that KTM decision made on your part, partly because of the fact that the Rockstar Energy Racing team in the motocross supercross world is on uh you know kind of that factory KTM um, side of things now? Um, the when we first started talking about it, yeah, that was uh, one of the reasons that you know I wanted to be on KTM. I wanted to um, the Rockstar and and all that because I it was going to be kind of a you're part of the team but you're, you're out in moto you're you know you're part of the team but you're in the off-road side um that didn't end up working out and um i mean i still talk to those guys all, all the time the the moto but it's uh it's not the way i put this together on my own rather than <clears throat> piggybacking off of them um but yeah the reason it started and also i talked to um well the guy I talked to over at KTM is Andy, and uh, he he's the manager for um, the Six Days team. Right. And and the guy that I was talking to, he's like, hey, I want you to come do this on the trophy team. Well, I'm not going to put on this team, but we want you to come. And then we went over that, and he he told me, you know, over and over, it's like, I'm, I'm impressed with the way you've come over here. You were um, – you were prepared, you're taking it serious, you're not, you know, kind of just whatever, and, uh, and then, I think, uh, one day after one live test, we only had tests that day, and I'm like, I kind of was, I was kind of joking, you know, but I was kind of just playing the cocky part, I was like, all right, so when I start talking about my, my GDC ride, you know, and he's like, all right, we'll, we'll be, you know, I'll talk to you in a couple of days, and, uh, <laughs> And, uh, but no, I mean, there was a lot of talk in, you know, after that, in between and all the way, just a long time that everything sorted out because he thought that the photo team thing was going to work out and then it didn't. So then WMR stepped up huge. Um, they're helping me out a ton and kind of that was the, the link that I needed to be able to make it all work. And then Rockstar, um, stepped in and stepped with me and, you know, they, I guess this would be my third year with. They've been so good to me and just supported me every way. So and then you know KTM coming through with the bikes and uh, and a lot of support on that end and uh, I'm pumped and it's it's uh, for for just starting into it and you know first year and nobody really knows if I'm any good or not. Um, I think I feel like that we've I've put together a good program where I should be able to win races and I'm I'm pretty stoked about it. Yeah, I'm. I'm super excited to see how you're going to do, uh, not just in kind of like the first round, but, you know, throughout the season. Um, when it comes down to Florida, uh, typically that's such a super sandy track. But, you know, we did hear from uh, Jared Bolton, and then now that the series has come, oh, the, the schedule's come out, that that's actually going to be a different round uh, or a different property this year for Florida. So I don't think too many people know what that property is going to be like. So it's going to be interesting to see. You know, you get out there with all those guys lining up on the XC1 line on your uh, your 450. Uh, we did have a question from the chat room about your 450. Are you on a 450 XC or a 450 SX? Uh, I'm on the XC. Um, <clears throat> and I don't know. Yeah, you know, a lot of people don't. Know, but there's there's no difference in the two bikes other than um, mine has a kickstand. I'm going to take off anyways. Right. Uh, <laughs> mine mine has. It's a bigger tank. I'm gonna take off any and switch to an even bigger tank. Uh, it has different suspension sets, which I've already re- 
you know, have redone. And 18 is for Will, which I'm, I'm using on the practice, you know. So it's basically, it's virtually the same bike. Um, it's a good bike, but, you know, it's just things that they've taken and, and called XC and, you know, put on that stuff that the first guy to go race, uh, you know, do our hair scramble. I could have done it without stopping. I know a guy that you know, maybe a B class rider could do for sure without stopping on that size tank. You got the different suspension that's set up already for the woods and smaller back wheel. And um, I think it's cool that they have KTM has so many different bikes. It's kind of like you can kind of custom order your bike. Like, well, you're going to race a race mode. Well, you want this one. Right. You want to race off road. You want this one. And it comes. It's not like you have to buy the and put another many thousand dollars in specialized parts for what, um, what you're going to race. You know, it come, kind of comes up to where I think it's awesome. No other manufacturer does it. Man, yeah, it sounds like you know a lot about your KTMs already, which I'm glad to hear. I definitely have, have tried to do my research. Um, so it's kind of cool. I have to ask, one of the things that I thought about is, uh, I think it was back in 2007, reading some of the stuff that you've done with RacerX and the GNCC guys, I think it was 2007 when you made it to a GNCC and you and your brother overalled the A-classes and uh, they DQ'd you. And you said it there that you didn't even have handguards on. But I noticed in some pictures from you this past weekend in Alabama that you actually did have handguards on. It looked like you had full-on Barkbusters on. So I've got a couple questions on that. One, what does it feel like now to race with actual Barkbusters on your bike? Uh, it's cool. It's a lot better than with none. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I smoke a tree, you know, I don't hurt my hand. Uh, yeah, workers um, um, helped me once they set the, their uh, pro um, Barkbusters. Got those on and I'll, I'll cut bars on the whole off and uh, it's good. Um, it's a lot of uh, getting used to stuff, you know, uh, having that kind of sticking out there. And and because uh, I've always ridden woods, um, actually my motocross track has a segment on it that we did motos in. And uh, so I've always around the trees and stuff, and I've never really ran bark busters. And so it's different. But uh, I've got um, I had Steve Hash here last week. Uh, he's helping out a bunch, just kind of transition, and and he cut me a soup hike trail in the woods and because uh, I was having trouble I was, I was catching my you know the bark buster on the tree and it would kick days and I went over the bars one he's like all right we got to get in some tight stuff so he he cut this trail for me that's it's so tight it's no fun <laughs> one bit of fun but good practice and I can already tell that I'm getting a lot better at tight stuff because you know these uh, I've been doing a couple of these uh, mid-south hair scrams yep and in the open stuff like I feel great. I feel like photo track and, and not, you know, I'm not talking bad about anybody, but it feels like on brakes wearing the stuff because I just kind of, you know, I'm faster. But then getting the tight stuff, I'm like, dang, I can't keep up. These guys are quick. And then, you know, I can and around trees and stuff, and they're pulling away from me in the tight stuff. But I've uh, been working on a lot this past weekend. I was a lot better in the tight stuff than I've been. That's going to be, um, I guess you could say that what has been the weakness um, you know, so far. I feel like I'm working on getting better at it. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, uh, I grew up in southern Louisiana, so I did a handful of races over in Alabama. Um, in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama, 
And it seems like in Georgia and kind of the more southern states, we have some stupid tight pine tree sections. Um, and so from what I have, the little bit of experience I have uh, going to the GNCCs and stuff like that, you don't have nearly that kind of tight stuff. And when you do, there's not as much of it. So that might be a little bit of thing to be thankful for. But, you know, as, as Barry Hawk and Jerry Bolton like to do, they like to change it up. Um, and so you never know. You could get out there and they, they found a new section and they decided to make it a little bit tighter. No four-wheelers allowed. And uh, it would be something that's going to catch your attention. So are you going to be running full bark busters or are you going to be just running kind of the, uh, the full, just like the brush guards? I'm not sure yet. Um, I called Psycro this past week because I've, I've, been, I've been doing my, my research here, watching some videos and looking at pictures from last year and just trying to get a feel for what – what I'm going up against. I've never been to any of these track or courses that we're going to. So it's almost, you know, it's going to be, everything's going to be brand new for me. So I'm trying to do my research and look and looking and there's only, there's really only two top guys that are running bark busters. And that's Wibley and um, Aspirin. Right. And the rest are just running flags. So I called Sarker and I'm like, Hey, I want to try it. Give me, send me some flags. And I want to just see how many times I crash you know, with just flags on, and if I can do it, you know, in the, like you said, GNCC is not going to be as tight as kind of some of the stuff we've been running at these Mid-South and kind of some of the stuff I have at home. So if, you know, um, Caleb Russell, he he won the title with flags, and Charlie got second with just flags. So it's like, you know, I don't know that you actually really need the full bark busters, and um, I'm going to try it. I'm not sure yet. Yeah, well, that's yeah, no, it's it's uh, something to, you know, to think about, and we've I've talked to Mullins about that before, and they they kind of say, you know, it's like once you get used to the tight stuff and and not cutting your bars down and just learning how to ride and that kind of stuff and leaning a lot more, that you 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 don't need them. It's more of kind of a a safety precaution to have the the brush guards and stuff like that. But uh, you know, there's there's people. I have a buddy that runs brush guards just because of the fact that he says that he broke his wrist because of bark busters, you know, his crash and his hand got caught in there, you know, and, and things like that. So that's a reason. And then of course there's guys like me, I'll smack the ever living piss out of a tree with one of my, you know, left or right side. And I'm thankful that I have a full wrap metal bark buster on there opposed to just a brush guard. So, you know, guys like you, when you guys get in there and start getting the flow, you know, it, it might make more sense for brush guards. But I think for guys like me, I want that extra protection because my, my hands, my hands are sensitive. <laughs> well, like you were saying, or you know, you said Charlie was saying, once you get used to it, it's like I went to, I hadn't ridden with busters um, at all, and I, I've been practicing at home, nothing. I didn't have hand guards or anything on, and then I went to the Maplesville Hair Scramble like two weeks ago. Oh yeah, and I, I put my bark busters on right before I went, so I hadn't ridden them. Well, I didn't really think about it, but when you put the bark busters on, that adds another inch to your bars. Yep. And I'm, dude, for the first lap, I end up, that's when I was talking about I end up. I hit a tree. Actually, Jason Thomas was right behind me, and he went by just laughing and screaming. And uh, <laughs> so I hit one, hit another one, end up over the sand. I was like, this is the end. I was up over the bars, like, just doing a handstand on my bars. And I'm just, seemed like I was up there forever. I'm like, this is going to hurt. I'm going to be get hurt and I landed on the softest policy and I was like sweet <laughs> that was lucky but uh yeah I guess whatever you used to 
<laughs> we got Bolton in the chat room giving uh, Maplesville shit, saying that ain't tight at all, and he's saying definitely bring your Barkbusters to uh, to Big Buck. So it sounds like they're gonna uh, that he he is specifically making single track to make your life a living hell, and uh, and hopefully more yeah. of the other riders out there. So that could be good for you guys, <laughs> or good for bring us to on. watch. <laughs> yeah, bring it on. I like it. So. I've got some notes and stuff like that. I just want to know, so far, have you found any big differences on the training that you've been doing now um, you know, for your body and for your bike and for riding uh, that you would be doing different um, from uh, what you had done for motocross? Well, like, this at this time in the year, I'd still be doing just super high heart rate sprint, um, you know, like um, – threshold stuff and for supercross because that's what you're doing you're just sprinting the whole time and i'm not doing that now for a gncc i mean there's going to be times when you need to sprint but at the same time a sprint in a gncc your heart rate's not near going to be what it is on a supercross track okay so that that part's different um and just i guess the length of my or how many hours a day i'm training is different because supercross you ride for in the 250 class you're up for 13 minutes class you ride for 17 or 18 minutes you know so it's like it's different from going out there for three hours so that's that's changed a lot steve has been helping me out a bunch on that too but um the riding part i mean i guess it is different because normally i'm in california and the weather's nice and you got tracks everywhere and now it's six degrees outside right now and uh, i'm gonna ride tomorrow on my frozen tundra of a trail that i cut today so that that's all different um but at the same time you know my my ride and i still work on the same kind of things you know the the little things the little bike skills that i've always done doing moto and um it's just uh i'm doing it in the woods on frozen ground instead of at a track yeah well cool well it's good to know that the training really doesn't uh, changed too much. Uh, we did have a really good conversation last week with uh, Coach Sagey, Andrew Short, and Jason Anderson's trainer, um, and it, it was really neat to hear a lot of uh, aspects from him about training, what he's doing with those guys, how they use their heart rate monitors, how even he was thinking it'd be good for you know a lot of guys to bring a type of CrossFit type training into their regimen, uh, just because of how good it is for just world, you know, real world life uh, doing, if you will. Uh, another question that came in from the chat room from uh, Zach from Innovation Off-Road. Good, good question. Since you're on a KTM, are you running the 20-millimeter clamps or the kind of the more offset, the 22-and-a-half-millimeter uh, clamps? Well, can you ask him a question? I can try. Uh, ask him whatever stock is. <laughs> whatever what stock is. Right. Yeah. I believe it's 20. Uh, so okay. the, it's, it's the 2-and-a-half-millimeter difference. Um, and apparently that – like I, all the pros in uh, Texas run that stuff, and a lot of the other pros, it, apparently that two and a half millimeter difference makes a hell of a big difference. Um, so you might want to see about trying it. You know, if you find a way to get into some of the aftermarket parts a little bit, because um, apparently they're like, you know, pretty bad, a. Eh? So I, I know when I was on when I rode Factory KTM in '07 and or '08 uh, no, '09, um, we had like five different um, offset clamps that we need to buy. And they make a difference. Um, I guess right now I'm just kind of get used to what I got. And um, and, and I, like I said, I haven't, I don't know what a GNCC is going to be like. I don't know how fast, how tight, uh, how rough. 
whatever, you know. So I'm going to go there and, and on something that I'm comfortable with and see how it goes. If it's if I need to make a change, then I will. But uh, it's, it's all new to me. So right. I'm, I'm going to go there with what I got. Okay, we just got the verification from uh, Zach. So 22 is stock, so I had it backwards. 22 is stock, and 20.5 is aftermarket. So there you go. Yeah, that's something I guess to look into if for some reason you feel like maybe you're not getting, uh, you know, not stable enough in the turns and all that kinds of stuff. Uh, that's where a lot of people say it makes a big difference for them is uh, when you're turning them. So. Well, it sounds like maybe at Big Buck I need to throw on the 20 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like uh, Bolton's going to be there with his video camera trying to be like, you should have got the 20 and a half, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, cool, man. Well, definitely, definitely really appreciate your time and you coming on the show tonight. Um, do you have any kind of like wrap up? You know, maybe, I don't know, maybe you even have a wrap if that you've been working on. But is like any kind of other big things that have just, uh, you know, that you're really looking forward to off-road or whatever that just got in your mind or just people to thank, where people can find out about all the information going on? Uh, yeah, I mean, I got a ton of people to thank. Like I said, everybody stepped up huge and uh, I feel like I got a lot of good people behind me. And sorry, I'm going to read it off the list. I don't have it uh, memorized yet. But um, KTM first, uh, Rockstar Energy, WMR, uh, MSR, Liat, Aero Helmets, Dragon, Spectro, Dunlop, FMF, Cycra, Nihilo Concepts, Air Group, Radiant Logistics, Spider Graphics, Sunstar, Guts Racing, TRS Suspension, Garnet, Recluse, TN Design Works, Super B Batteries, Flex Bars, Steve Hatch Racing, IMS, DT1, XL, FPS, Scalper, ARC, Hammerhead, and Odie, and my wife for supporting me in this, um, my mom and dad for helping out, um, everybody's pitching in, and uh, it's it's pretty awesome that I can, I'm able to, to still race and, and do what I love, riding dirt bikes, so, and thanks to you guys for calling, um, I always enjoy doing, a, doing an interview and uh, being able to talk about this stuff, I, I, I breathe it, eat it, you know, live it. So. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. What is uh, Air Group? What are you guys doing with the Air Group uh, Radiant guys? Are they, uh, I noticed you mentioned logistics specifically. Uh, so what, what kind of partnership do you guys have going on? Um, well, I've been buddies with Ted Campbell and uh, Colby over there for a long time. We've um, shipped bikes through them, and I ship my engines through them and everything. But they've just come on um, helping me out with my shipping and stuff and uh it's it's a man they're, they're you know, anybody who calls them up their prices are so much better than you know some of the other ways you can ship things it's it's crazy to do it and, uh but they've they're, they're helping me out a bunch and and i always know that i don't have to worry about it you know they're my, my engine's gonna get there get back my bike's gonna show up in one piece and uh they've been awesome to me Nice. Well, that's cool. Yeah, no, it's good to hear that because I know that they've stepped up. They've uh, got uh, Ryder Lafferty on their team this year with Nick Ferringer. Um, so it's going to be cool that they're kind of coupled and they're going to have the Husky Factory Services. So uh, th their team has, has, has kind of seemed to step it up as well uh, in, in the program. So it's going to be interesting to see how they do this year as well. So it's neat that they're helping you. And I'd imagine if that's the case, they're probably helping other riders that we just don't know about. So that's that's really neat to see that program. Uh, continuing to grow so dude thank you very much for your time we really really appreciate it and uh be sure to know that we will definitely be getting ready to talk to you uh as the season starts up and progresses because if nothing else if you do extremely well we want to know 
you know, why you think you were doing extremely well, what you brought over for motocross. And if for some strange reason you do horrible, we're going to want to know, you know, kind of, kind of that, you know, it's like, what, what were the misgivings? Where did you think you might be doing better that you're not things like that. And then if it's mid pack, of course, well, what do we work on? So, uh, I, we will definitely be wanting to chat soon after, uh, after this thing kicks off. Okay. Yeah, it's hero or zero though. You probably won't call me if I'm in mid pack. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not gonna lie. You're kind of a fun guy to talk to. So, you know, if you start saying I like to be on the show, you never know. We might give you a segment, and you're just gonna have to call in every Tuesday. Bring it on. I'm, I'm down. <laughs> Dig it. All right, man. Well, you have fun out there, and uh, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. We notice you're doing extremely well, and a lot of the hair scrambles you've been doing. So we're looking forward to it, dude. Uh, Florida's gonna be kick ass, and we hope you do have a good time out there. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, man, no worry. Have a good evening. So, wrapping up with Ryan Sipes, and as uh, so, we're going to take a quick moment here. We're not going to jump directly into another guest right away. What I wanted to do is, I wanted to, of course, talk about fly racing and what they have been doing for seat time. So, we have had, uh, we announced last week that we're going to be doing the Pint Full of Awesome Award, um, and with that award, um, we are allowing. We're not allowing. We're asking everyone out there in the social world to to tag their posts, their pictures, their videos with the hashtag pintfulofawesome. Um, easy to do. It's easy for us to follow, and we could just go through and search really quick. And I wanted to find really cool, really awesome pictures, videos, or stories that you guys post for this kind of stuff. And Fly Racing stepped up and said, you know what? You guys pick the best ones out there, and we're going to give them some, some kind of product. Um, it's going to change weekly. It will not always be the same one. Um, and so... I went in there and I was like, dude, okay, so what, what are we going to do this week? And I, as I've mentioned time and time again already, this winter, this windproof technical jersey is fantastic. It's a phenomenal jersey. So that is what we talked about, and that is what we're going to be giving away for this week's Pint Full of Awesome Award. So I, I picked Brian112 Peterson on off of Instagram uh, for his picture. And actually, Stephen, if you want to bring it up, I put it in the Dropbox folder for video assets uh, for the show. Totally screwed up and forgot to tell Stephen uh, beforehand. But uh, he's going to bring that up and show you guys what it is. Or you can go on Instagram and look up the hashtag PintfulofAwesome, and it'll show up. Uh, Brian112 Peterson, we're going to be telling him after the fact that he won. Well, why I picked him is he has this picture of him boosting the ever-living crap on a snowmobile. And, of course, with the windproof technical jersey, I kind of think, you know, that's sure. I think that's probably going to be something a guy who's going to be riding in the snow all the time, uh, he's going to really enjoy this jersey. So I think that he's going to be a fantastic winner for this week. Um, one of the things I also want to mention, though, is this isn't just a one-and-gun kind of award. It doesn't just happen once. It's going to happen weekly. Um, and the more submissions we get, the longer we can continue to go with this. You know, obviously, if only one or two pictures a week, that, you know, we, we don't need to waste Fly Racing's time with that kind of stuff. So weekly, you guys can go ahead and tag all your pictures, all your stories, and all of your videos on any social platform with a tag of Pintful of Awesome. And I'm going to check them out, and I'm going to pick a new winner. Uh, we've seen some really good stuff, so really appreciate that. You guys keep those coming. Of course, we could not be doing this without our, our main huge sponsor that's been with us from the from the get-go, uh, Fly Racing. You can go check them out at flyracing.com. Um I have talked out a lot about the windproof technical jersey. One thing I do want to mention that I don't know if many people know about is their socks. Sounds kind of dumb, but what you can do is you can uh, 
go and check it out. What they did is they partnered up with Sockeye. Sockeye is a huge uh, sock company in the mountain bike community and kind of in the bicycle community. And they are awesome socks. These socks that they partnered up with the Sockeye to make, fantastic. So they have a thin, a thick, and a cold weather. They all work awesome. Uh, I used to have to buy a whole other brand that made stuff just because of the fact that nobody else made a really good thin summer sock. Well, Fly Racing has them now, and you can get them either off their site, uh, through any online retailer, or your local shop. You can just go in and say, I want one of each of all the socks that Fly Racing makes, and you can get them there. So please go check them out. Flyracing.com and check it out. Next is going to be Shane Watts, so that way Steven can get him signed up on Skype and make it happen and stuff. Then Justin, you look awesome in this picture, by the way, here in the chat room. Definitely appreciate that. For those of you who don't know, we do have the chat room, tlk.io slash seat time. Um, yeah, Joe, I just want to say you do look quite awesome, my man. That's good. So, yes, for those of you out there, you're a handful, whatever, whatever, whatever. I'd like to thank Mobster Energy, Woa Circuit, Stitch, and Stone for the awesome bike. Who is this? Oh, it's Dale, of course. Dale would actually like to thank uh, all of his beer sponsors for uh, creating such an awesome, fantastic figure that he has. I think that's probably the best way to look at it, is uh, such a great figure for him to have. So, Justin, you look fantastic in your picture, buddy. Keep it going. I don't know. Gallon of awesomeness? Maybe. It could just be a couple pintfuls of awesome. So, yeah, whatever, Bolt-On. Get out of here. You do like words, don't you? Apparently, we're trying to connect to uh, uh, Watts, and he's probably, like, you know, working on quality or con- quality control or something. Who knows? Who knows with that guy, right? Well, one of the things that uh, I noticed uh, that came up this past weekend is we had the burnt gin hair scramble. So that came up this past weekend. Uh, Charlie Mullins getting the win. Um, we had Russell Bobbitt in second Stuart Baylor Jr. in third, and then Grant Baylor in fourth. It looked like from the video that Bolton had put together that uh, Grant actually came out with the whole shot. Um, everybody kind of made their passes and, and moved on and stuff like that. But, yeah, Charlie Bullitt's coming away with the win. Um, Bobbitt uh, actually quite close, um, just uh, I think about uh, 30 seconds behind Mullins there at the finish, and uh, Stuart Baylor Jr. coming in a little bit behind Bobbitt. One thing that we thought was interesting that Bobbitt was still on um, a KTM and not a Husky yet. Now, obviously, Andrew DeLong's got his Husky. Jacob Argybright's got his. Uh, we know Mike Brown's got his because of the, fa- the fact that he's down in uh, Australia getting ready to race that bad boy. Um, and then, so, no Husky yet for Bobbitt. We need to figure out what's up with that. Oh, Tyler Trammell snagged the whole shot. So that was... Uh, Thanks, Bolton. I'm glad that people are in the chat room making sure that shit's happening. Apparently, the chat room is really bringing in some fun pictures right now. I, Bolton, please tell me these are your friends, whoever these chicks are, because this is kind of insane. A KTM with Husky graphics? Why did you get a picture of this crap? And then apparently, uh, so IMS is out working on their, uh, is working on their quick fill tanks as well this past weekend. Uh, Brad Bakken was like, oh, I had to pit. It took me a long time. So, you know, I guess it's going to happen eventually. Not too sure. So, yes. But he didn't, he didn't put white plastics on it. That's okay. Any news, Steven? It says ringing and he says dialing, but nobody's answering. 
Nobody's picking up, huh? You gotta love technology when the fact that people don't know what the hell's going on. Oh, man. We're gonna try one more time. So, with that, we had, uh, I've, uh, yeah, so Charlie Mullins getting the win. Uh, it's good to see. I talked to him a little bit about it, and he said he felt great. He said he's feeling a lot stronger than he was even feeling last year, and he did come, come out swinging last year, too, as he got into the National Enduros. Uh, got that championship, all kinds of fun stuff there. Uh, it's good to see Russell Bobbitt doing so well in the hair scrambles. Now, he is definitely a tight single-track racer. Um, he does fantastic in the Enduros, and he does really, really well um, You know, in the, in the tight, twisty stuff. So for him to get second at the Bird Gin, um, it, it's not a huge surprise. Um, it's just neat to see the fact that he was in between, say, guys like Mullins and, ba- and uh, Baylor. Um, with Baylor... You know, doing so well. I think that goes to say he's like he says he had. A, I don't know if he got a broken finger beforehand, before the race or during the race. But he says he's telling me about a broken finger that he had, so that was a little tough for him to race through. But third place, uh, you know, at a hair scramble when you're racing guys like Mullins and uh, Bobbitt is a pretty good place to wind up. So yeah, interesting. And then of course, Bobbitt on a four stroke, which I think is interesting because of the fact that Bobbitt's such a two stroke rider. But if he's going to be riding, you know, like a 350 Husky. Um, this year at the National Enduros and at, you know, say some GNCCs that he's supposed to be doing and some OMAs, that could be really interesting as well. I'm looking forward to that. So I hear Skype ringing in my ear. We can only hope that that means that Wasi's coming on. You there? Roger, Roger. I got you loud and clear. Can you see me? Uh, we can't see you, but we can hear you, and that's good enough sometimes for us. Uh... I don't know. I'm not very good with this technical stuff. I need my missus. She's the guru. Uh, she's she's the one who knows how to push all your buttons, huh, buddy? Uh, and she she pushes them well, too. She pushes them hard? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she, she maneuvers them around and, and puts them just in the right position to take full advantage of it. Good good man, or good woman, I guess I should say. I'm gl- Good on her, right? <laughs> well, yeah, uh, all right. as I like to say... Here we go. Hey, Here we go. you look pretty. Uh, I am sexy. Hey! All right. Man, so we dog. got Shane Watts finally online, ready to go for seat time. So Shane Watts, you released a shit ton of information today uh, in the GNCC Tuesday Toolbox. Sounds like you're going to come back racing. You've got your uh, a ride and drive type program where it's a ready to race program. You've got a full uh, full privateer ride thing going on for all your dirt ride dirt wise schools, and now you've got your web series. That's a shit ton of stuff that you guys have to release. Mate, I think you need to get off the drink, off the bottle, and do a little <laughs> bit more research and figure out what the names of our programs are. We've got ready, ready to, ready to race. race. Ready to race, ready bitch. To race all the way. All the way. It's... Ready to race. Full factory. What, are, what, what was the other ones we're doing? Oh, I don't know. I just came up with a bunch of words, apparently. Yeah. So you you tell me. <laughs> what I do? I hit the wrong thing. <laughs> No, it's, well, you got it's the Ready to Race program, your full factory rider training program, obviously your web series, and uh, you know then just your your quote unquote regular old uh, <laughs> dirt wise schools still. Yeah, the so, boring old things, the things that bring the money in. Right. Put put them put them down the back there. We don't want to worry about the new stuff. The back burner, right? And then of course you're gonna be racing. Holy shit! Don't you think you're too old for that sort of stuff? Oh, mate, I'm way too old for that. <laughs> what the hell was I thinking? It's, that's it goes through my brain so many times during the day, especially when I'm 
when when hell tracks handing me my ass out there i'm i'm slip swapping and doing the huck buck down there down those straightaways and oh yeah it's not good when she's tank slapping all over the place so <laughs> yeah it's um yeah my lungs about to jump out of my chest so yeah, it's, uh, yeah we'll, we'll see see where that goes to. We're, we're you know full charge ahead with as as best I can. Obviously, I have full obligation to to uh, Jason and Jesse and Rory to uh, give them the uh, the the best uh, program they can for the year. And then obviously we've got to do our schools. I've got family commitments and all that. So trying to squeeze in the preparation for the race stuff uh, there as well. So. Yeah, my, you know, like in, in that toolbox deal today, the the biggest limiting fact, factor for me is going to be the uh, the fitness side of things. And and um, yeah, like just today, I, it was snowing here today. Obviously, no riding going on, and um, I needed to get into the gym basically and do some do some work out there. But we'll spend the first half of the day doing uh, all the promo or writing all the PR stuff for for everything that we put out, and then. After that, all the afternoon was working on bikes and trying to get that stuff all done. And yeah, it was uh, it was another crazy day. And and unfortunately, the last thing on the list, and it should be the first thing, but the last thing on my list is to do my race preparation. So I got to squeeze everything else in. So that sucks. But um, yeah, I I really should be out there doing it right now. But instead, I got to uh, listen to your melodious voice and check out your your beautiful. Uh, face there on in front of me and oh look at that it's magnificent it's, you're one sexy biatch <laughs> you know i'm not gonna lie it's been a really long time since somebody talked to me like this and i might be enjoying it oh i'm sure you are last time you loved it and <laughs> you told me to come back whenever i wanted yeah and last time we had tequila though so i think that made the uh, the entry point a little bit easier if you know what i mean <laughs> Uh, luckily the quality control was low last time as well <laughs> as, as it should be as it should <laughs> be so okay ready to race program um tell us a little bit more about this i think it's six hundred dollars is that kind of the is that the 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 monetary price uh for someone to buy into this program yeah basically it's just a bike rental program that's all it is it's okay yeah over the years we've had so many people contact us hey whitey let me know you know i want to come to do a gncc whether it's an international rider someone from the west coast or you know, up northwest uh, area or uh, in Canada, and they say, look, hey, we, we want to come to a GCC. How can we do it? We can't, you know, we don't want to drive all the way there. Can you hook us up on a bike and everything like that? And, and never had the opportunity in the past, but now that we've got Jason Thomas on board and he's at all the GCCs and uh, select national enduros, uh, we thought, why not? Let's go ahead and do it. It's, yeah, basically, it's Jason's idea. I've been thinking of doing something like this in the past, but uh, I was never, never around because I was always doing schools. And now that we've got the presence there with Jason, and, and he's a real go-getter. He's very entrepreneurial like ourselves. So um, it, it, we thought, let's go ahead and make it happen and give all those people the opportunity to come do a race uh, you know, at GC because there's a lot of people from all throughout the world that you know, want to go out and have a crack at it. So so now we've given them the opportunity to uh, come use one of our uh, your fully prepped bikes and uh, just show up and ride. And yeah, what better way to do it than with the help of Dirtwise and Jason Thomas? Uh, you know, point you, you, know, you know, through through all the steps of, of the process there. And and um, so yeah, it's it's been a really uh, long uh, journey to to make it happen. And, you know, a little bit of expense involved in that, but. Yeah, we've seen the really good return so far. Not so much in in monetary, but more so in the enjoyment of having people sign up, and they're all stoked about it. And and we're really looking forward to uh, letting people live out their dreams, so to speak. And you know, it's, uh, cross another thing off the bucket list that they probably never would have had the chance to do. So, so to bring pleasure to those riders 
and um, those enthusiasts, that's that's really what Dirtwise is so much about, whether it's the schools or ready to race or full factory training, all that stuff, or even just the uh, Getting Dirtwise uh, web series we've got going now. We just want to make it entertaining. We, we, entertaining. we want to make it a, a fun time to be involved with dirt bikes, not just on the bike out there riding, but uh, experiencing all the different things that, that it can bring. Because you know, I always say at the riding schools that riding dirt bikes is so bloody awesome. So um, if we can help uh, and, you know, other enthusiasts out there get more out of the sport, well, we're all for it. Hell yeah. And uh, what's interesting is I've actually thought about this because, you, you know, there's there's you guys announced your program and there's another company that announced their program and they have a UTV side to theirs. So I've been thinking if I could go to a GNCC and I can do, uh, you know, their program for the UTV on Saturday and do, do your program for the, uh, the dirt bike on Sunday. I think that could be a pretty kick-ass weekend of GNCC racing. Well, you might have to beat uh... – beat us off for that one because we actually uh, myself and jason were talking about it, they go how awesome would that be for us to go get in that utv and go out and thrash it around and so yeah we we're thinking about maybe going out and uh, uh, doing that utv depends on what the price is that would be a great thing for our dirt wise or so getting a dirt wise uh, web series thing to for us to go out maybe wear a couple of hammer cams in there maybe roll that thing a couple of times you know, <laughs> and then you know, and then turn it back that, in that'd be cool, so classic so <laughs> yeah we might have to hit those guys up and geez because of you know because of the following and the uh, the number of views that we get through our web series it's, it's gone off the hook today it's been been out of control but uh, you know maybe we can trade out with those guys on they can give us a free ride in that thing and we'll we'll go ahead and give them a good promo through our dirt wise uh uh, a web series there so so we might even be able to get it for free or at least that's what we're going to hit them up for so we'll see what it is and uh, you know we'll definitely try not to uh you know do too much damage to the machine but you know ultimately no we, we we'd go out and just have a really good time and and but yeah that'd be great to go rip the utv so yeah mate come on over you know that will we'll let you uh you know we'll definitely encourage you to do the utv thing and then you can come uh, you know, rent one of the bikes up for us. We'll definitely do retail plus fifteen percent for you, mate. No worries sure. at all. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you would treat me just as just fantastically as you would your mother. Uh, oh yes, for be... sure. <laughs> so, uh, I want to know a little bit more about the full factory rider training program as well. Is, is this kind of like a way for you to be able to foster um, a rider that's coming up through the ranks, or or is this a way for you to help out? another pro rider. I, I didn't know the distinction on where this, this training program is kind of, uh, I guess, set to work. There is no distinction, distinction. There's no, no set, uh, level of rider that, that this is aimed at. It's just that anyone who is very, uh, highly motivated, who wishes to further their, uh, their, their results as quickly as possible to make those breakthroughs. And that's the thing that's so many top level riders. I'll tell you that, the, it took a long time to learn all the secrets, all the ins and outs on how to train correctly, how to, uh, you know, what training method or what practice methods to use when they're practicing, you know, the race strategies, the the, the mindset. It takes years and years to do that. And, you, and you, you hear the old saying that you can't buy experience. Well, now you can through <laughs> the... Uh, the uh, full factory uh, training program. And that's the thing, uh, you know, between myself and Jason, we've got the, you know, uh, pretty much the, uh, the 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 most experience out there. Once we combine together on, on the, our travels through the world, uh, you know, our journey to uh, to GNCC, so to speak, to to call back on that and our up upbringing and the way we get through, uh, you know, have the, you know, all the things we've had to, to had to do to to make it happen. So it's um 
you know, we want to pass that knowledge on. And that's again, it's just like what we said before. It's it's like the schools. It's like everything. We just want to you know foster the sport. We want to help it grow. We want to help enthusiasts out. And let's. It's like myself, Jason, my wife. We're very giving people. You know, we 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 want to help people. We're um, it's we don't want to take from people. We want to give back, and and that's maybe a bit of a fault of ours is that we're we're too willing to help everyone. And and I know we've all been bit on the butt by that in the past, but um, yeah, because people took advantage of us because of that. But you know, you, you just got to dust yourself off and and get up and get going again. And uh, you know you know, keep charging forward and, and believe that people are, are good people out there and, and we just try and keep giving back and that's what this is about is to give back and help those riders out that really want to, you know, fast track their learning and uh, bloody thing, I'm putting the wrong buttons here. There we go. Um, so, yeah, people that want to, wanna, you know, make the most out of their racing and we can help them out and that's that's what this is about, you know, the one-on-one training sessions there. The, 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 uh, the sit down before the races, all right, let's talk about strategy, goals, mindset, getting the, the, the correct preparation. It's, it's the full package on what a pro-level rider would do uh, once they've spent all those years of trying to get to there. So if anything, it, it, it's, it's, it's applicable to the pro-level rider, but maybe more so to that guy who's in you know, the B class, you know, uh, A class, who who's wants to, to uh, get through, but you know, to the next level, but they've plateaued and they don't know what that's, those secrets are that, that uh, you know, those pro-level riders have been able to figure out over you know, through years of heartache and, and pain, and, and we, can, we can provide all that info you know, in, in, in 10 minutes, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, and, and it's, it, believe me, if I was doing the GNCCs and I was trying to become, you know, if I was just trying to be able to move up and find that way to really to focus and, and, and become a little bit better rider, this kind of a program would be something that I would be, jumping all over uh luckily i've come to the realization that i suck uh that i live in texas uh and, and it's just not going to go much further in life as much of a as as, a, as racing goes and i'm just going to keep having fun with it so now that i've made that realization i'm totally totally in a much better place uh so what bike are you going to be racing and are you going to be in the xc1 class uh, I'll probably be on um, plus forty, something like that. I am forty-one now, so I'll go. I'll go old man, or maybe I'll try and squeak into the uh, plus fifty class in the morning race, or something like that. So, who? Uh, <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> if you're doing this, you better be in the XC1 class, uh, damn it! Yeah, and on a one twenty-five. Well, yeah, but we're uncertain at the moment. It's a, I'll be riding two-stroke. I got two fifty at the moment. Uh, Jason's got his one, two, five. I've been ripping that. And, and then, um, actually got a, uh, 200 showing up from the guys at, uh, Fun Mart who are helping us out this year. Uh, that's showing up. It's supposed to be here today, but Tim, he's, he's, um, I don't know whether he's drunk or whether he's hung over or a bit of both, but anyhow, he, he forgot to put the bike on, on the truck and it, so it's not here, but, um, no, actually Tim was, he was out of the country. So he got missed he, the, the, the guys at the workshop there. They, they, they miss, miss put my bike on the truck, so it'll be here next week. So I'll have that full range to choose from, but the, I've ridden the other bikes and I keep coming leaning back towards the 200. That's, I'm, I'm struggling with, with my fitness, so to speak, and more so my arm strength and, and the fatigue I'm getting. And the 250s are too much power for me. It's, it's, a, it's a beast of a machine, it is, and, 
And um, so the 200 is, is the, the, the good compromise between the 125, which is nice and light and flickable, but doesn't quite have the power. But the 200 is the same way, but has that, uh, has that old man lazy ride and talk that I, that I need and, and I can get away with it not having the, uh, the precise clutch uh, actuation uh, abilities because of my wrist injuries and, and just old age and, and <laughs> being soft and fat and lazy and my ass dragging on the ground. Um, so, so the 200 gives me that little, little compromise there, whereas the, the 250, she's, uh, it's, I don't know how I rode that thing back in those years ago because that thing's a bad, bad machine. Uh, yeah, I hate to ride one of the other brands, like one of the Japanese brands who still make like, you know, 252 strokes because those things are, are absolutely out of control. Whereas, you know, the KTM, it's uh, it's nice, smooth, tractable power, but for me, it's, it's just too much power at the moment. Now, once my uh, fitness comes around, hopefully, I may change my mind. So, to answer your question, mate, not certain what bike I'll ride, but, um, you know, and we'll see where it goes. It really comes down to what my fi- where my fitness is at and and um you know that's i need to, i need to sacrifice my my racing goals for everything else at, you know, at the beginning and um so i just try and squeeze the fitness training in and you know it's snowing here at the moment plan is to go out tomorrow and go thrash it awesome. see how that ends up and uh keep it going so so we're full full steam ahead charging for florida and um you know, we'll see see where where it comes as we get close to it and that. But um, hopefully it's a XE one all the way with uh, either two hundred or two fifty, and I'll be flapping off the back like a flag and tornado, mate. <laughs> Dig it. So uh, right now, with the way that you guys are out there training over at Hell Track, uh, who's who's faster head to head, you or Jason? Uh, Rat Boy's riding actually really good. He, I honestly. He's 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 riding very very good at the moment, and, and it's actually quite surprising. And, you know, yeah, we we have very frank discussions in uh, when we're talking about things and that, and we're pretty much like saying, yeah, hey Jason, you're moving up to XE one. He's always wanted to go there. People say he's scared of it. He's not. He just hasn't had the support. But you know, we're going, oh yeah, you're going to be a you know, fourth through eighth place rider type of thing, realistically. But now that he's on that 450, and he's he's always said he rides it really good, and he's more comfortable on it, and at, at the test track, he is riding phenomenal. Phenomenal he is. So we, we've bumped him up from a fourth through eighth place rider to a first, second, maybe, but definitely a second through f- uh, fifth place rider. Like that's that's our goals for him, and that they're realistic goals. We don't bullshit me and him. We we take we talk it just the way it is. So so yeah, he's um he's been laying it down out there and um. I can I can I can run with him for a bit. I don't know if he's he's playing with me or what. But <laughs> he's being nice to the old man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, you know, the other thing is I, I really struggle when it's cold, and it's been cold around here. It really it really affects my hands. It really affects my forearms and my strength. So I can totally smash some ruts. I can smash some whoops. I can smash <laughs> some berms and that. But my hard part is to string it together and you know with with the fitness and and the precision and all that. But you know that's what we like to say about Jason here recently. He's been. We like to say when we go down the track that he's fishing, and what we mean by that is he just goes out and he just plays around with us. He's he's more so. We probably shouldn't call it fishing. We could should call it. He's out on the tundra. He's he's like the uh, he's like the tiger or whatever. And and the rest of us we're the wounded wildebeest, and he just plays around with us and slaps <laughs> us around and 
and has his way with us and then you know he'd jump around and actually the other day i had to tell him to piss off and say look mate go to the other side of the track because he's just putting too much pressure on me and i was i wasn't focusing on what i was wanted to do and i wasn't able to hit my lines because i was too worried about racing him so yeah i told him to piss off said mate get to the other side of the track and just leave me alone let me focus on what i'm doing and when i did i I rode a lot lot better because i I could there's too much stimulation going on i i couldn't handle it i was I was getting too pressured and all that, and so so that's what I need to do. I've had to banish him to the other side of the track, and and I need to work and focus on myself. And I want to help him out as much as possible, but uh, yeah, by being the bait for him, so to speak, so for him to come out and chase. And but at the end of the day, he needs to be able to do it himself, and 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 he certainly does. He has the the motivation and the desire to go out and and um, get a great result, and and um, so. Yeah, he he he's a top five guy right now, and a lot of people are going to be you know, debating that. But I tell you now, he's very very impressive on that 450, and and um yeah, can't can't wait for the season to come and have him run up front, and and hopefully I'll be right there with him. And uh, if not, even I'll be yelling at him and get his get his skinny. White ass out of the way with his bad boy club tattoo on his ass cheeks. Like, Get out of the way, bad boy. Come through. Old man's coming through. If nothing so, else, yeah. you'll be able to line up next to him. And that, that yeah. you guys could be together when you start, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> at least I'll be leading the race, or at least I'll be winning the race. So equal with everyone else then at the start. Like, you know, that's the thing. And, uh, yeah, so even if, you know, if worst comes to worst and, and the fitness isn't there, I get to line up on XC1, you know, the front row there. Maybe I can just do what uh, you know, Baylor always jokes about this. You know, last year when he's coming back from his wrist injury, I see him at the race, the last couple of races when he started riding again. He goes, so what are you doing, mate? Why are you riding? He goes, I don't know. My wrist is all screwed up. Yeah. I said, you shouldn't be riding. You're, you're, you're a bonehead, mate. You need to let it rest, get better for, better for 2014, come out and you know, swing it then. He goes, oh, well, either way. I'm just going to go and I'm going to do a Watsy. I'm just going to go out and smash it for two laps and then I'm going to fade to the back and say, right, no worries, mate, sounds good, sir. So I might have to just do a Watsy. I might have to do, do my old trademark from a couple of years ago and uh, yeah, just let it all hang out for a lap or two until my uh, ass starts dragging in the chain and I'll just I'll slowly, graciously fade to the back of the pack. Well, if you're going to pull a Watsy, hopefully you could actually hold it out for two laps. That's If nothing else, we'll see, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so when did Rory Mead become a part of your program for 2014? Because I, I didn't really hear about that until I saw the press release uh, this morning. Yeah, Rory's been part of our program the whole way through. You know, we've just been keeping it, I wouldn't say low-key, but we've we we don't have our graphics kit yet. We don't, and, and all the other different things. We're still trying to pull the last bits of it. Our program together. We've pretty much got it, got everything together. We just need to uh, get all our stuff to here now and that. So, yeah, Rory's actually in New Zealand at the moment and he doesn't come back until next week or the week after. He gets back here on the 8th of February, 6th of February, somewhere around there. He'll get down to our house on, on the 10th and that's when we'll do our photo shoot and do the press release and all that other, you know, uh, junk associated with that. So that's when the official word will get out. But no, Rory's been a part of our whole program and, and the plan for it the whole way through because. Ultimately, our goal with Rory is he's actually going to step back to XE2 and he's going to ride XE2 next year and um, or this whatever it is, whatever year we are in. And uh, our goal for him is he's just going to go there and smash it. I mean, come on, you know, that's a pretty much a no-brainer. Barring injury, 
there's really no reason why he probably shouldn't win every single race of XE2, and that's what he needs to do. He's had a, he had a tough year in 2013, and financially and confidence-wise, and uh, he proved he can run up front and and uh, you know in XC1, but you know he, he, there's no support for him. So we put him back, and he looks like he's going. You know, all indications are that he's just going to go out and clean up, and that's what our goal is for him. And and um, so yeah, hopefully that that comes to fruition there. And uh, gets him back on his feet financially, gets his confidence back, builds his stock up, and you know his, his value in his stock. And then uh, the guy is then to uh, punt him on the next year back into XC1 and, and build his build his uh, you know, program, build our program, or maybe even if he gets called up to the big league with one of the factory teams. So be it. We're not here to hold him back from that. We want him to get as much as possible and, and to further his career. So so that's that's the goal with him. But you know, having said that, though, we don't want to leave out our third rider jesse oh, Grom. i was just about to ask yeah. so you guys are making a, a kind of a a whole a whole multi uh multi, what is it multi-season multi-series uh push here with jesse Grom going to be there for the national enduros right yep yep correct we uh, that that's the word on that we got yeah got jesse and and uh he's just got down here a couple of days ago about a week ago and uh come straight out of winter and and he's riding really strong and and He's, he's our big push in the National Enduro Series. He got fifth overall last year, and I think we we can provide the environment and the uh, and and the support for him to uh, be a podium contender for every every round this year in the National Enduros. But he's also backing up doing XE2 as well. So we're looking for a for a one-two punch because you know you look at the, who won who won XE2 last year, Baylor, yep. and I like, Jesse pretty much handled him no worries at the National Enduros. So it shows that Jesse has the speed. We just got to work on a couple other things. Uh, for him to transition that speed over into into a GNC and XE2, and so when you look at that, when when Rory's beating the XE2 guys by four, five, six minutes last year at uh, you know, all the you know, the races where he didn't have issues, well, that bodes very well for him. And then with Jesse, if we can bring him over and bring his speed and his raw talent into XE2, you know, like I said, we're looking for that one-two punch and and um, you know trying to trying to get those guys to cash in on their contingency programs and. Um, you know, make the most out of it, and and uh, like I said before, with with Jason, he he is like a our um you know, third member, but you know, which is you know more so having him focus on the OMA Nationals and doing really good there. But uh, the way he's adapted that 450, the way he's ripping it, he's he's we're we're, we're really hoping for a strong push for him in XE1 as well, and and yeah, that's that'll be a a huge deal for us if we can get those three guys consistently up front and and um you know and making making a whole heap of heap of news for dirt wise for our team <laughs> yeah so yeah things things are very exciting for dirt wise and we're we're, we're we're stoked to be a part of that the whole show yeah it it seems like right now um a lot of people keep talking about the fact that there's the economy is still not back up to par blah 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 blah, blah money this money that but it seems like with you guys, with your program growing stronger, there are a lot of other people with their programs growing stronger. They're picking up more riders. They're getting more support. And Honda's coming back. So Johnny Campbell is not going to be racing Baja. He is now going to be. He is now going to have a GNCC team uh, with Chris Bach. Um, do, do you see more money being involved in off-road right now? Or is the way that people are becoming involved in the sport just different now? Yeah, it sometimes it can be a little deceiving. Um, 
yeah, with Honda, that's just a shift of money. It wasn't more money. It's just a shift of money. Or if maybe from, you know, I don't know the full story there. And, and that's something that Johnny can answer. And, and, and possibly he wouldn't really give give the correct answer because they like to be quite PC over there and that. But, you know, um, but thing is, it sounds like he might have even been getting less money. And he had to come to GNCC because he was getting less money and he couldn't sustain the, the Baja program. If that's true or not, I don't know. But um, so... It may look like, hey, there's more money getting put in, but really it could be less money. And it's right. just, you know, you need to shift to a, to a, a more cost-effective avenue. But um, it's, I think it's, it's great of Honda to, uh, to come to the GNCC because it's where more of their bikes can get sold. I'd say it's got to be more exposure through that for, you know, for the cost of doing Baja and the cost of doing GNCC. I don't know the exact numbers, but you'd have to say, maybe, you know, off the top of your head, probably about the same for a 13 round series is for the equivalent to one race in Baja, and they they can get far more press and so many more bike sales out of GC, you'd think. So, so it's great to see that they're coming, and that's what it really needs. It needs Honda, a Honda to come in and challenge KTM, someone like KTM did with Honda and Baja, and um, have Honda come in and start to challenge them because at the moment KTM rules the roost here and. And it's they're winning everything. No one's challenging them. They don't need to put any more money in. And until someone else steps up, and you can't expect the other Europeans uh, manufacturers who are too small, don't have the, have the uh, you know the, the backing to do it. You can't expect them to really make a big push against KTM. Uh, so it needs one of the big Japanese to come in, or a couple of them. And if Honda's doing it, usually they lead the charge, and everyone follows. So so I think it it, it it's a very good. Uh, Good situation, even if it's you know behind closed doors, it means there's actually less money in the, in the off road. But it means that there, there's a there's a push this way in GC, and yeah, be 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 good to see that uh, that happens now. You know, the thing is, uh, so much of the money gets put into Supercross, and I personally yep. don't see where where the the marketing benefit to that is. And then a lot of it's subsidised by the you know the energy drink companies and all of that, and that's where a lot of the money comes from there. But Without energy drinks companies, there wouldn't be much money in Supercross, and there's no way the manufacturers can support that. And I, I don't get how some of these companies, the money they, they spend, even the smaller companies, the money they spend to be a part of those teams, where they get their return on it compared to with off-road, which is you know, the guys that go out and buy the stuff. And, yeah. Uh, in that, off-road, that's a, that's it does seem big... like you're, you're – you're... You know, the people that are out there watching or paying attention to the races or the guys riding in the amateur classes or even in the pro classes where at Supercross and Motocross, those guys aren't doing Supercross. Like, they might be doing Motocross, but it's definitely not at that level, and they're not going out to races all the time. They're just, you know, going to <laughs> the Monster Energy, like, you know, they, they want cups sport. and stuff. So it's... They, want, they want a blood sport. They want to see someone eat it over the triple. They want to... They want to see old mate Bubba wad himself up through through the whoops, and then they want to go out and be a desert rat the next day out in out in Palmdale or you know Victorville out in the high desert. That's where probably most of those guys go to, or they want to bring either want to bring their mates along and see some chicks with big tits, or they want to go ahead and bring their their chick along with big tits and show her off. Either one, you know, that's that's what sort of Supercross seems to be so much about. And I'm okay with yeah. either. Oh, I love Supercross for that. Love it, love it. <laughs> Vegas, baby, Vegas. <laughs> well, hey, uh, you're you're coming to Dallas soon, or or North Dallas. You're gonna have a a, a dirt wise school up here at Brian Story's farm, uh, quite soon, correct? 
Yeah, that's in another couple of weeks' time. I'll be in your in your neck of the woods there. So luckily, that's why I hit you up about getting this done now because I didn't want to have to come see you in person in a couple of weeks and get roped in. Oh, uh, well, I figure well, I figure I'm not going to give you a choice, and since I know where you're going to be staying, I'm just going to show up where you are, and you're going to have to yeah. put up with me. How about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, and you'll swing a leg over as well, won't you? Hey, hey I'm not saying I won't. Yeah. <laughs> you, you never know what's going to happen. So. Yeah, so uh, I'll be out there in Denton in another couple of weeks' time, down at the at the Story Ranch, doing doing another one of our schools like we do at least once a year down there. So looking forward to having some great times there. We're sold out, I believe, of pretty much all of our schools. I don't look now; I just get on the plane and show up, and I pretty much expect it to be full class, and that's the way it is every time, anyhow. And which and is so, obviously uh, yeah, great for you guys. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a great, great, great problem to have. It is. So um, yeah, I'll be down there and. Maybe my check, yeah, but it's Supercross weekend, so Dallas, Dallas Supercross weekend it is, so that's what we're doing Friday, Saturday, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'd love to uh, come hit the Supercross and see some of those uh, those big doubles in the, uh, in, in, the, in the tight shirts out there, and that, but no, I, after school's done, I got I to rip to the airport, because um, I'll fly over to uh, Atlanta that night, and then uh, jump in a rental car, and then we've got the, that eight-hour uh, team race down in Alabama the next day. Oh, the, um, uh, is that Perry yeah. Mountain or is that a different event? What was that? Oh, Perry Mountain's the twenty-four hour no, event. So what? Eight, now this, yeah, what um, eight hours is that? Oh, matey, I forget forget the guy's name. He's probably watching. He's going to give me a hard time. But Phoenix City is where it's at, just across the border from Georgia into Alabama, and it's um eight hour team race. So we'll have our three riders down there ripping it, and a couple other really strong teams apparently. So be a great hit out for the uh, for the um for the GNC, but. Uh, I believe I've uh, got to get myself signed up for Ironman. Go eight hours. Hell well, yeah. I'm signed up for it. Now, whether I can go eight hours or not, I talk to my missus, I probably can't even go eight minutes. So, yeah. <laughs> I know. I, that's, I, I, that's on the track, mate, on the track. Right, yeah, no, we don't, we don't need to talk about that anyway because we all know in our hearts you can go for as long as you want to. So, And that's all you need to worry about. So, totally miss what you said there. You're breaking up, mate. That's okay. It probably wasn't nearly as funny as it was in my head once I said it. So we'll just leave it as is. So are we going to see you at a couple of National Enduros as well? Yeah, I'm riding the first one for sure. Yeah, I love National Enduros. They're, they're, they're so much fun. And, and if I was just to pick one race series you know, to do, um, not at a high level, but to, as an enjoyment factor type deal, I'd do National Enduro because uh, it's 70 miles of awesome single track. And it's just... For me, I just treat it as a, as a fast trail ride to just get out there and I just ride. I don't go for victory. I just go out and, and ride about you know, 85, 90%. Don't, don't tag any trees. Just, just you know, nice and smooth all the way through and just like out there having a you know, heap of mates around and you just go ripping through the trees. And that's what I love about National Enduro. So yeah, I wish I could do the, all the series. And I, again, not, not for any kind of result apart from the only result I want is to have pleasure. And that's what they, they do. It's, it's it's such an enjoyable ride. Such great trails. Love them. Awesome. Well, I'm going to be doing the Concho Enduro, and we're going to have a couple friends come in town uh, from the Northeast. It's going to be a ton of fun. I'm looking forward to that as well. I really enjoy the National Enduros. So, Shane, we really appreciate your time. You coming and uh, bringing, bringing down some of the information, obviously, that you put out today. Tons, tons of stuff going on for you guys. I'm super excited about it. I very much look forward to us talking when you're in town about me coming out and being able to take part in uh, your ready to ride program, ready to race program. I think that's going to be really neat, and I do want to figure out a way that we can make that happen. 
For sure, mate. For sure, we'll we'll make it happen. Most definitely. All right. So, what's your what's your who's who's is what's it's and thank yous and all that kinds of stuff as we close it up here. Uh it's 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 a thank you to everyone. It's a, you know, everyone out there. It's, it's made Dirt Wash so successful, and and uh, it's it's not even about what what we think for for what what people have done for Dirt Wise. I'm just thankful that people out there riding dirt bikes because. Riding dirt bikes is so bloody awesome, and yep. it's a, such a greater passion to have. It's a lifelong passion. So, so if if someone rides a dirt bike, they're pretty cool to me. So, <laughs> dig it. I want to thank them. I want to thank them for finding finding the love there and finding you know finding the passion there for riding dirt bikes, and hopefully they stick with it for the rest of their life because it's hard hard to find something to, to replace it. Right. Well, cool, man. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time to come here and talk with us. Uh, good luck with everything, and we look forward to seeing you. What is that? March second. Uh, racing there at the National Enduro in South Carolina, right? Roger that, mate. Yeah, we'll be there. Bell's on. Dig it. Cool, man. We'll take it easy. And I guess, actually, I'll see you in February. So fly safe. Uh, have your wife push your buttons and uh, go for more than eight minutes. Roger that, mate. Catch you later. <laughs> All right, dog. Peace. See you, mate. <laughs> awesome. So it's uh, you can't not have fun talking to Shane Watts. So obviously very, very appreciative for him for being on the show. It's so much fun to talk to that guy. And I will go and find a way to bother him uh, in the next couple weeks when he's in town. That's going to be a good time. So as we kind of transfer over, we're going to try to see if uh, Ivan Ramirez is still ready to chat with us. We did go a little bit longer uh, than what we told him. So if he's got the time still, we're going to be able to talk with him. He says that he's good to go, so we'll try to call him up here. As we do that, I have to say thank you, thank you very much to a huge supporter of Seat Time, and that's the guys from Fast Company. Um, Guys like Shane Watts, guys like myself, guys like Destry Abbott, we've got Louise Forsley, all kinds of awesome, fantastic riders out there are taking advantage of some of the fantastic products that these guys put out there. Um, I now have one of the uh, the torque spoke wrenches, and with that uh, wrench, I can actually true and tighten my wheels correctly. I'm super excited to kind of test this and get this product going. Uh, one of the other products that I have been testing for a long time now since uh, early uh, last year is the Flex Bars playing around with those a lot. I, I can't tell you how much those have helped. I had surgery, for those of you who don't know, on my shoulder in April, huge reconstructive surgery, uh, and now I can ride. I don't have any shoulder pain, any of the craziness that was going on before. Uh, obviously, a part of that has to do with the surgery, but I think a big part as well is as I was recovering, I was able to take advantage of the fact that these flex bars make riding so much easier for me uh take out a lot of the vibration don't get near the arm pump that i used to get not as near the bad as the hand cramps uh i do have little little vagina hands so unfortunately i still do get blisters but that has been one of the other great uh aspects that people talk about when they talk about the fact that they have gone to flex bars is that uh they get fantastic less fantastically less blisters so if any of that sounds like you might be interested or you want to learn more about those guys uh fastco.com is where you can check them out f-a-s-s-t-c-o.com um, and from there just check it out look at the products if you have any questions you can go to the contact us and contact those guys if you're in the chat room we know that jason parsons has been in the chat room you can ask him questions there uh, they're very, very easy to talk to. Uh, they help you up. They will get you set up ergonomically as well, which is fantastic. Um, I love working with those guys, and I know you will as well. So go, please go check them out. Thank you, Fast Company, for your support of Seat Time. They're fantastic people. Yes. So as we go to our third guest for this evening, it is a little bit longer episode than normal, but there's so many great people to talk to right now as the seasons are getting ready to start. And, and for those like Ivan Ramirez, who the season just started. So, Ivan Ramirez, welcome to your first time on Seat Time. How is your evening going? 
What's up? Um, good. A little tired and sore already, but um, everything's good. Awesome. So uh, you got your first National Hare and Hound win this past weekend. Uh, just take us through a little bit of that, because I know that that ha- from the pictures and from the videos, it just seemed like you were you know over the moon and super emotional and just super super excited, um, you know, to be able to get that first win. Yeah, um, it was good, you know. Uh, we put a lot of time on, on testing on the new bike, and and uh, and then I was able to get the whole shot, and you start from there, you know. Uh, Rode smart and, and just keep it on two wheels, and and uh, and it was actually pretty tough. Uh, we we started, and then the first like eight miles were kind of open, and then it was super tight and whiny and rocky. So I got a huge arm pump there, and and I just kind of cruised, and, and just uh, rode like kind of slow, and then it was a little bit open after that, and and uh, and everything went good, you know. Uh, my bike worked really good, and and uh, I was happy to to finish on on first for the first time, and and I was kind of emotional because uh, beginning of last year I got a bell's palsy on my face, so all my left side of my face got numb for like. Uh, two months and didn't like react, you know, and and uh, and that's when uh, Kurt uh, was helping me, and he said after like two months, he's like, "Well, you wanna come and meet with me and, and train, and uh, and I can help you." I'm like, "Yeah, for sure, that'll be awesome." And uh, so I still remember when we used to go uh, out on a road bike rides, and I used to have to like wear goggles while my Road back ride because I wasn't able to blink with my left eye and and uh, and like all those memories just uh, I was remembering the finish line and, and uh, so it was cool. Yeah. It was good. Well, uh, and it, it, it's it, it's it's tough sometimes to to still think and talk about Kurt and stuff like that. Obviously, it's it's horrible what happened, but everybody's everybody's got great stories uh, and we shared. A lot of those uh, and celebrated a lot of the stories that people had about Kirk Caselli. In the sense of, of just the very positive side of everything, do you have like a great Kirk Caselli story that you know that you could share with us? Uh, you know, just kind of showcasing how great that man was, and you know, one of the great ways that he helped you. Um, you know, there's so many stories that I have. You know, it was a wonderful time that we have like all like every day you know uh i was able to like just wake up and like get breakfast to him with him and go out and train and ride and, and train and you know that you know it was, it was pretty fun but i mean most of the time we have a lot of fun um and his, his personality you know he, he was always able to like smile all the time even when things were tough and and were kind of bad you know he was able to like make a smile and happy and and uh and I still have a memory that if, and it was so funny. We went to uh, the go karts and we were racing, and uh, and we passed some uh, girl, and and then uh, I passed her, and Kurt was like behind the girl, and then for some reason, like the girl blew up the turn and went like underneath the rail, and like they stopped the complete race, and like I couldn't stop laughing and. And uh, and his boyfriend was like ahead of me, and he was like all pissed off, and Kurt was like he's dying to laugh. So it was cool. I mean, I have so many uh, memories and and good stories, and and uh, and you know, it's it's been tough like all these past months, but um, you know, uh, that's all that's all we 
we have, you know, just memories and we're able to like remember and, and have fun and, and share it, you know, so it's cool. Right. No, it absolutely. And, and I think that's, that was our big part was that we really wanted to make sure that we showcased all the, all the great joys that people were able to have with Kirk Caselli and just to make sure that we showcase that kind of stuff. So I know, I know it's tough. So we just really appreciate you, even though it's a, a quick short story that it's, it's one that you were able to share with us. Um, so how is, uh, how, how did you, how did your training go this winter? What, what were some of the things that you focused on? You know, I want to know what it takes for a guy like you who's been working on National Hare and Hound for so long and things like, uh, you know, desert racing. How, how do you focus in on, on going and trying to get a win at a National Hare and Hound? You know, there's there's uh, a lot of things, you know. Uh, first of all, I think, I mean, you got to sacrifice a lot, you know. I'm, I mean, for me, it's a little bit harder because I'm uh, away from family and, and my dad and parents and sisters and girlfriend and friends, you know, because I'm uh, – well, I used to live in uh, Ensenada, Mexico, and now I'm, I'm still here in, in Palmdale, and, and it's a little bit far, you know. So, uh, but I mean, you know, you gotta be like really dedicated and, and uh, just put your effort, you know. Uh, this is like what, what I love to do and what I enjoy and what I'm happy doing it. So, um, uh, it, it was good. Um, I still can't even like uh, think I won the first national, you know, and, and for sure it brought some confidence for the next one and. And um, I just been putting a lot of work on on my bike and and on at the gym and and cycling. So yeah, it's good. Nice. Well, uh, are were you on the older carbureted 450, or are you on one of the more the newer EFI versions now? Uh, I was racing the carbureted bike last year, and uh, so we switched for uh, the EFI bike for this year now. Okay. And uh, and that was a little bit hard, you know, in the beginning. Just trying to get used to, you know, it was a different bike, different motor, and and uh, how it feel, you know, different feeling. But I mean, it's actually like really good, you know. The motor, I'm I'm surprised how how fast it is and and how how good the bike handles. So we've been putting a lot of work on on suspension and testing suspension and going out the desert and and just see what it does, you know. It's it's cool, you know. I enjoy yeah. a lot. Uh, just putting time on on a bike and and trying to make things better. So. Yeah, did have you guys had a chance to do much testing on your side with the the air shock or any of the air forks on the WP side of suspension? Uh not yet. Um, I will be surprised to, to test that. You know, I mean, uh, I'm not sure about uh, when are we going to test that. You know, they haven't told me anything, but I mean, I mean, uh, it will it will be cool to test it and see how how it works and how it feels. You know, make if it makes a big difference on off road. You know, uh, you know the the speeds are a little bit different on like the herring hunts and all that and, and the shock and all that oil gets like really hot and and uh so I would love to try that. Yeah. We'll see one. So Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I think that, and obviously we've seen them test you know, they've been testing it on the motocross supercross side of things for a while. They've even tried racing with it and practice and stuff like that. And that's what you have to do. Uh, it's new technology and you have to just figure out what works and what doesn't and then change it. And so they're doing that now, and I think once they get it a little bit more solid, then you guys will be able to test it and, and really play around with it. And then, again, see kind of what needs to be you know more effective and what needs to change uh, to make it mow better. But I think that's the way the technology is going to go. You know, 20, 25 years ago with mountain bikes, people were like, ah, oh, it'll never be air. You know, <laughs> and that's, that's you know, we see, spur, you know, coilovers every now and again, but coilovers are for when it's the price, you know, the price point suspension. So... I don't know. It'll be there eventually, and 
whenever you do test it, we just want you to send pictures to us, and uh, that way we feel like we're in the loop, right? I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We dig it. Oh, we had a question from our chat room from uh, uh, from Mopar. He wanted to know if with the EFI bikes, did you have to do any kind of different uh, practice for your dead engine starts versus what they would have been like for the carbureted 450? Um, actually, you know, um, it, it's, it doesn't make a big, big difference on, on starting, you know, uh, definitely it's more like, like you can't, uh, gas it before hitting the switch, you know, right. uh, you get a little bit, you know, cause it, it's, it's like more like, uh, uh, like, uh, more like, I think I would say like more predictable, you know, from first starting, you know? So what I do like usually is like starting neutral and, and just wait, you know, and, and that way, like, it's, like, a little bit quicker. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I did a lot of, uh, like, training starts, you know, because it it's a little bit different, like, dead starting. And then your body position, when you start in neutral, train, you got to shift it up, you know. So, uh, and so it was a little different from the carburetor bike, you know. For, on, from the carburetor bike, I was able to put it in second gear and just hold the clutch and you just hit the switch, you know. And, and it yeah. was nice. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. you know, uh, uh it's good you know i like i like i actually like these new bikes i'm pretty surprised with the the motor and and how it handles it's just more responsive and, and better on like everything so right it's good yeah um I, I didn't know if uh if you had any interest in kind of getting into the uh, into into any kind of rally racing like some of the dakar stuff and you know the uh, monaco things that that kind of kurt had been talking about you know or had been about to get into um i didn't know if any of that interested you at all you know, um, definitely. You know, that was that's one of my my goals in life that I wanna just wanna go and try and and just finish one one Dakar and rally. You know, and uh, and I would love to go and try one for sure. Uh, I just gotta wait for the time and just be patient. And when the time is, um, I'll be just ready to go out and, and have fun and enjoy the time and and uh, and just finish it. So yeah. Well, uh, I, I was going to tell you, I have actually signed up for um, the Baja Rally, which is going to be in September. Um, uh -huh. I believe, I, I don't know exactly where in Ensenada it starts, but I believe it starts in Ensenada. And uh, and then we go somewhere for there, but it's four days of rally racing um, throughout the Baja Peninsula. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'd have to send you, I'll send you the dates and we can see if it's something that might fit in your schedule. But that would be really cool. Um, yeah, I, I, I am yeah. completely a noob to this, so I'm going to be learning a lot. So it could be interesting. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's a, it's a whole different world. You know, you got to navigate and, and use, I mean, you don't get to pre-run and, and all the sections and, and all that, you know, so you got to, you got to really put attention about the terrain and, and, uh, and look at the rule book, you know, it's kind of like a, I feel like it's driving in Texas, you know, you got to look at the text and then drive up and look ahead, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, that's uh, actually an interesting way to put it. But yeah, I mean, I remember when I grew up racing Enduros. So mm -hmm. at that point you have to look at your odometer a lot, you know, and, and obviously yeah. with ICOs, they helped out a lot to kind of tell you if you're riding ahead, if you're riding late, but at the same time, when you're just going off of a wristwatch and an odometer, it's that shit was tough. Um, so yeah. I can only imagine now I'm going to have a wristwatch, an odometer, and a GPS, and a road book, a, a route book. Like, it's going to yeah. be a lot of shit to deal with. So I'm going to go do uh, – there's a rally school uh, that goes on in Nevada. And I've got – they invited oh, me to cool. come out there and take, you know, to, to take their, like, three-day course. So I'm going to go do that to try to at least 
you know, we could do as much knowledge or as much training off the internet as possible, but when you get out there and do it and have somebody, you know, really showing you hands-on how to get better, um, I think that's the way that's really going to, you know, to prep somebody like myself, who's a decent rider, who's an expert, quote-unquote, A-rider, but has no Baja experience or no rally experience. So it should yeah, be yeah, it's pretty interesting. Work, you know? and, and it's always good when you go with somebody that knows, you know, and, and already been there before you and, and it's able to like show you and help you out. So, I mean, it's cool, yeah. you know, and and pretty much like I think like a lot of the rally, it's just more like navigation and thinking and, and uh, you know, like what you're going to do, where you're going to go and, and, uh, and that's like the main, main thing, you know, so. Yeah. Well, what's so for a guy like me who I, the the most desert racing that I've done is definitely West Texas, <laughs> you know. I mean, there there's sand, there's elevation, yeah. there's rocks. Uh, so I kind of want to say it's like a mini mini Heron Hound or maybe a mini you know desert style kind of race. But what are some of the things that I should really start to pay attention to um, for kind of making that transition to what will be you know full on uh, racing in the desert? You know, uh, it's a little bit different, you know. Um, you you got to be patient and you just think, you know, and be, be smart, you know. It's it's a little bit different when you go, like, in higher speeds. Uh, I mean, like, in desert, we, we go, like, the speeds are a little bit different, you know. and <laughs> A lot faster? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot faster, you know. And, I mean, you know, and I was thinking about that the other day you know, when we were testing up. Because we have a tracker about like how how fast I was going like through whoops and and like high speed and all that and so I was like uh, how fast I was going and I asked the, the uh, suspension guy and he's like well 85 miles on the whoops and I'm like oh wow that's <laughs> like what if like I you swap there or something you know and like when you're riding you don't even feel the speed or or the risk you know you're just like focusing and, and riding you know and and uh, that's one of the things that you forget when you're riding because I mean you. I mean, you pretty much like like you're like 100 focus on what you're doing. So yeah, uh, you know, I mean, it's just patient and 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 especially for a rally, you know, it'll be long and and down there and and tired and different terrains and and uh, so yeah. Interesting. I don't think that I will wind up going 85 miles an hour over any whoops, and if I do, I promise you, it will be by accident. <laughs> <laughs> the throttle will have stuck and yeah, I will have <laughs> yeah, I will have not jumped off the bike yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh it's good to know that at least there's guys like you out there that have the balls to do it and not even notice. Uh it, it... <laughs> Yeah, so. well I mean it, you know that's when when you know you know the bike that the bike is working really good really well and and suspension is pretty good and and that brings a lot of confidence, you know, going fast and and you feel comfortable with suspension and, and the bike and you kind of know what, what, you know, when you hit a bump or a rock or something, it, how the bike is going to react. So, right. And I, and it takes a little while, you know, but, uh, that, that's, that's actually what, what I enjoy a lot is be te- testing and, and see what the bike is going to do. You know, the bike has like a thousand reactions and like, like sometimes you're like, Oh shit. Oh, it did this. And then, Oh, next time. And well, it does something different, you know? Right. And it's cool. You know, it's fun. So, Neat. I enjoy it a lot. Well, besides obviously you following the Hare and Hound uh, schedule this year, what else is on your plate? Like I know last year you did the ISDE, um, so I figure you're probably going to want to be doing the ISDE again for Me- you know for being on Team Mexico. You know what other kind of uh, plans do you guys have for 2014? Um, well, we're still waiting on the green light for for Baja. You know, right? Uh, uh, we, we still don't know if we're going or no, but I mean. 
uh, definitely want to want to race Baja again and and uh, and just dedicate uh, the races for for Kurt, you know, and that would sure. be like really good for me. Uh, so I mean, I would like to do that. And if not, you know, I mean, I'll be more focused on on Heron Callens and and I really want to go to Six A's again, which uh, it'll be in Argentina this year and and uh, and uh, and it's the week before the one thousand. So oh I mean, man, yeah. So if that's we, close. Yeah. Yeah, it's close, you know. So I mean, if we do Baja, I'm not gonna go to six A's. But if we don't do it, uh, I would like to go to six A's and and just uh, have fun and enjoy, you know. Six A's is pretty good, nice, like super nice event. A lot of like fast riders and you know, special tests are like cool. And you know, you get to meet a lot of a lot of uh, riders from around the world and and try different food and and meet people so uh, that's that's what i like from six days and just deep in like the organization how like how organized the people are and and it's just cool you know different different stuff so well if you head to six days this year you know you might have to meet me in person yeah for sure yeah definitely you know <laughs> uh, now i kind of see how, how you look you know now next time i see you when I could be like, oh, this is sit, sit time guy. That's the guy. <laughs> don't yeah. worry. You don't have to act that excited when we actually meet. It, it's it's nowhere near as special as you might think it is. <laughs> <laughs> but if nothing else, yeah, for sure, we'll have to beat. And when you get done racing, we'll have a beer. Talk about all the awesomeness that just went down. Uh, for, was When you went to uh, Italy this past year for six days, was that your first six days experience or had you been before? Uh, that was my second time. Second I did time. One in, yeah, I did one in Mexico. Okay. And uh, and then after that, I was doing the Enduros uh, down in Mexico. Right. And, uh, and then after I always switched to like these like full desert races like Baja and, and uh, Works and a little bit of Herring Counts. And, and then, uh, well, this year I was able to go to six days and, uh, and uh, I mean, Red Bull helped me a little bit with the flight and, and – uh, sign up and all that and which it was nice you know have the opportunity and 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 it was cool you know so hopefully hopefully you can go to to the one for from argentina so yeah so so coolest thing that happened to you and in italy at the isde this past year what do you think that would be um well it was it wasn't cool but i think it was it's like fun you know used to be able to like walk all the special tests you get there for like the whole week and you gotta like go to like a place and i mean you walk that special test and then you gotta drive like an hour and go to a different one and and walk that you know and right and and it's pretty cool you know because you're not you're not uh you're not supposed to write the special test so you gotta walk it and and kind of like remember on your on your mind and and you just, uh, and you phrase like that, you know, which is a little bit different, you know. So it's cool, and uh, and I really like the the food from there. You know, it was like a they said uh, it was like everything was organic because it was the like from everything was from the island. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So it was, the was, fish was like super fresh then, huh? Yeah, fresh like pasta and pizza was unbelievable. Uh, like I ate so much pasta the whole week, and and uh, and pizza, I was in love. I want. I want. I wanted to be, bring the pizza home, but uh, 
I don't know if I would have that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the the, yeah. TSA, the TSA would have had a field day about that. You know, yeah. you can't bring pizza. Are you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> Very cool, man. Well, okay. Well, good luck with National Hare and Hound. You've got that one win under the way, uh, under your belt. Obviously, you're gonna that confidence that's going with that. Doing 85 miles an hour in the whoops. Sounds like you're ready to uh, to kick some ass. And uh, we got some good footage of you. It looked like Bo Cotton and did uh, in his little video so good luck with all that man good luck with everything else and we we definitely really appreciate you coming on the show tonight and just telling us a little bit about you know what you've been up to and, and how everything went for you thank you very much yeah thank you guys for having me in the show and and uh, hopefully we uh i can be more uh here and and uh and uh hope to bring some more uh wins and hopefully and and uh yeah well and and maybe i will meet you in argentina we'll see yeah, you might. It might be one of those situations where you go, "Oh God, that's the seat time guy," and you just walk the other way. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I might just have to stalk you though, so we'll see. Okay. <laughs> awesome, dude. Well, have a good night. Have fun over there in California, and uh, we'll definitely be talking with you soon. All right. Sounds good. Okay, thank all you. Right, take good it night. easy, man. Peace. Bye. See you later. All right. So Ivan Ramirez wrapping that up really quick. We have definitely had a fantastic show this evening. We have been on call for about an hour and 45 minutes obviously way longer than we typically go uh, but that's okay when you have this many fantastic guests to have on the show that are willing to come on and talk about what's going on in their lives that we are so enthralled with i think it's fantastic and i'm so very thankful that these guys you know were able to do that and we were able to uh, to chat with all these kinds of fun people so i had a a couple more uh, random bit that i saw as we were uh, kind of bringing things in and getting ready for the show is that uh, Husqvarna posted a picture of a bunch of boxes that had Husqvarna on the side of it. Um, and it makes me believe that the Huskies are in the States. So that's either a picture of those motorcycles in the States or that's a picture of a bunch of boxes on the way to the States. Uh, I'm not too sure how that's working. But if nothing else, we do know that those bikes are going to be coming out soon uh, to the dealers. Uh, Brian Story from SMS Racing is trying to become a Husky dealer right now. Um, the process is tougher than just becoming a KTM dealer, um, and it is different. Um, if you are a KTM dealer, it does not automatically make you a Husky dealer. So he's kind of going through that. So we're hoping that we'll have some hands-on, uh, some hands-on stuff, whatever that is—pictures, videos, chat, whatever—some uh, Huskies soon. As soon as he gets some at his shop, if he does become a Husky dealer. If not, hopefully we'll just reach out to somebody else who does get those because we'd love to uh, kind of, you know, go over there, check them out, see them in person. It'll be wicked, wicked cool. So I'm so glad that those guys are that they're in the States and they're coming through. I also noticed that uh, the KTM bicycles are now being distributed in the States. Uh, very excited to see that. I am trying to see if I could put together some kind of demo uh, here in Texas um, with the distributor. Um, so that we could get some people here in Texas to just see those bikes, try them out. And uh, guys like myself who are very, very in uh, mountain biking on the side uh, would love to test some of their bikes just to see what they're like. I, they've been the, they're awesome in Europe. They, people really, really seem to like them. So I wonder what they would be like here in the States. It'd be kind of cool. Uh, so great time talking to Ryan Sipe. Sounds like he's going to have a fantastic 2014. Shane Watts has got a ton of stuff going on this year. It's going to be crazy trying to keep up with all of that i hope that his wife is ready for crazy town because it sounds like it's going to be batshit nuts uh ivan ramirez sounds super confident um with that great win i know that he probably put a lot of that up for kurt being up there watching over him um and helping him along so it's just been a great time talking to all these guys super super excited for all of them 
Um, and of course, this has been seat time. So an hour and 45 minutes of a hell of a pint full of awesome. Uh, you guys can all, you can find us. Seattime.co is the website where we archive all this information. Um, you can go to YouTube and you can find us on YouTube. Subscribe there so you can uh, be updated. Just remember, you can hit the gear, uh, which is your settings, and you can say that you want to be emailed when we upload a video. So that way, when we upload a video and it's public, it'll automatically email you and tell you that it doesn't. You don't have to wait for us to actually post it. Um, and then Stitcher and iTunes, of course. So with that, you can then subscribe to us on Stitcher or on iTunes, and you can easily be updated when we update the podcast if you would like to listen in. Great for if you're driving to races, things like that on the weekend, maybe working on your bikes in the shop. So if you don't, just follow us there. You can, of course. We're on Facebook, so facebook.com slash seat time. Uh, Twitter, twitter.com slash seat time underscore CEO. Uh, change it up a little bit for the that username and then of course we are on instagram uh it's just seat time there one word um so remember that we do have the uh pint full of awesome awards still going on remember always tag every picture you put up with a pint full of awesome um it's gonna your chances are just gonna be that much greater to win some fantastic prizes so again i'm gonna hit up uh what is it Brian 112 Peterson to let him know that he is our winner this week so he can get in touch with Fly Racing to get his windproof technical jersey. Great times there. Um, yeah, so we really appreciate Fly Racing and Fast Company for being fantastic supporters of Seat Time. Please go check them out at their websites. And yeah, I think that's it for episode 114. It has been a great time. Big thanks to Steven for sitting behind the board for a little bit longer than normal so we could go through this great, great episode for you guys. Uh, We'll see you next Tuesday. We are going to have Johnny Campbell on for sure, so he's going to talk about coming in to the GNCCs and racing there. Um, And it looks like we've been talking to a couple other guests. I'm not going to tell you who just yet. Uh, They're going to come on, and uh, not only are they going to tell us about stuff new, but they're going to tell us about stuff old as well. So it'll be fun. Uh, Big thanks to everybody. Always enjoy a pint full of awesome, and we'll see you guys next Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Peace.